Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. Learning to switch those worry centers off deep inside your brain can be done very simply. In today's episode, we find out how to switch them off in 60-second exercises with neuro-wisdom expert, Mr. Mark Waldman. Mark has authored 12 books, including the USA bestseller, How God Changes Your Brain, which was an Oprah pick for 2012. With Mark's exercises, you can become more mindful, more self-loving and confident, and permanently keep your left optimistic brain positive, and suppress the activity in your pessimistic right brain. I really enjoyed interviewing Mark and hearing his neuro-wisdom, and I hope you enjoy his exercises as much as I did. Mark Waldman, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. I am thrilled to be here from sunny Southern California. And we are honoured to have you on the show. Mark, let's start by asking, what is neuro-wisdom? Neuro-wisdom is what I would call mindfulness 2.0 and positive psychology put on steroids. Over the past 30 years, through the brain scan studies that I and Andy Newberg have done at the University of Pennsylvania and Jefferson University, and what other researchers have done at other universities, it turns out that different forms of mindfulness practice, different forms of meditation practices, self-reflection, all of these strategies, if you go into a very deep state of relaxed awareness, your brain functions better, anxiety drops, stress levels can lower, And when you do this, the way in which you think begins to change, you have better control over your entire emotional system, you can connect more empathically with other individuals, and you can actually see just from a few weeks of practice that you can change the structure and functioning of your brain by simply doing two, three, four minutes of mindfulness practice every day. That's what NeuroWisdom 101 is. Is it really possible to change and improve your brain function in 60 seconds or less? Absolutely. When research first began with meditation, we used to think that you had to do it for 40 or 50 minutes. Mm. But that's simply because the Eastern philosophers believed that that was the best way to practice. And then a very interesting researcher in the United States said, well, let's take that meditation practice and cut it in half to 20 minutes. Oh, we get the same psychological benefits. We get the same reductions in stress. 
we put you in a brain scan machine and we see that the same kinds of changes are being made. And then Andy Newberg and I, we did a study where we simply asked people to practice for 12 minutes a day. We got the exact same kind of neurological benefits. Really? And our new strategy involves if you simply do any form of mindfulness or meditation or relaxation or focusing exercise or affirmation, 60 seconds once each hour throughout the workday, stress levels will drop and work productivity will increase. And why did we come up with 60 seconds? Because when you're teaching these strategies in an executive MBA program, these are managers and CEOs of million-dollar companies who've had to come back to get their training and accounting and everything else. They're not going to give you five minutes of meditation. They will give you 10 seconds of yawning or stretching or 10 seconds of repeating a particular word that will actually create more energy, more vitality. And these are workaholics already. So if you can teach them a 60-second strategy, we've done this for six years. We, if we help them find a single word that helps them to focus throughout the day, their stress levels drop, their work productivity goes up. Mark, what actually changes in your brain when you do the neuro-wisdom exercises? Absolutely everything. <laughs> When we are focusing, when you are listening to us right now during this interview, when you are doing a particular task, most of your frontal lobes, the area that's right above your eyes, begins to tune down and you only see two little tiny thumbnail areas that light up with activity. That's when you're concentrating. Then when you get a little bit tired and stressed out and burned out and you kick back and you kind of fall into that daydreaming-like state, Suddenly, you see a whole lot more activity going on in your frontal lobes. This is daydreaming. This is creative brainstorming going on. The more active your frontal lobes are, the less active the emotional centers of your brain are. So even if you were to count backwards from 100 by sevens, you know, 100, 93, 86, by the time you get to 50, if you're a highly anxious person, you won't feel any anxiety. Wow. It literally turns off the worry centers that are much more deeper in your brain. You talk about this special word that you give to CEOs and accounting managers. How do you find that special word that turns on the 1,200 stress-reducing genes that people possess? Well, what I would love to do with you and your listeners is to guide you experientially into that mindfulness state in 60 seconds. Okay. Now, the first thing is, is that your body has to be completely relaxed. So any kind of physical tension is going to interfere with you being able to be relaxed or focused. Well, what's the fastest way to relax your body? Take a deep Most breath. People, no, uh, taking a deep breath will actually increase muscle tension and also neurological stress. So you can try it right now. I want you to do 15 really deep breaths as fast as you possibly can right now. Go ahead. <sighs> Do you feel relaxed? I well, feel oxygenated and perky. Yes. It's the exact opposite of relaxation. So this would be perfect Perfect if you're going to go out and run a five-kilometer race or something like that. The fastest way to release, relax your body is to slowly move your body, but most people do it too fast. So if I ask you to roll your head one circle, 
in a slow way. Notice that you probably took about two seconds to do that. Yes. Now I want you to roll your head so slowly that it takes 60 seconds to do that, just for one roll. Watch what happens the moment you go down and you move in super slow motion. Here you'll notice you'll start feeling much, much more. You'll feel all the little tiny aches and pains. And the slower you move, and you can't move slow enough, there's no such thing as too slow. This is what triggers the brain to send a relaxation response to all of those muscles in your neck. So that only takes 30 seconds. Now here's the fastest way to relax your brain, to turn off the busyness, the worries, all of those awful thoughts that distract us from doing our best possible work. And it may sound absolutely ridiculous, but until somebody else comes up with a better strategy, I have about 67 studies to show you that yawning is the fastest way to eliminate neurological stress. And all you do is fake the first couple ones that you have. Notice that you put your hands over your mouth. That shows you that you've been taught that there is something wrong or shameful or embarrassing about this. So I just want you to breathe in and make a sighing sound. And the first three or four could be faked. And by the time you get to the fifth one, you may feel that your eyes begin to water. Your nose may even begin to run. And then if you just stop for a moment, you'll feel more relaxed than you've probably felt in the last month. I feel sleepy. And if you're, and if you're no, you're actually been sleeping. People, you know, every what does an animal do? What what does your dog or cat do, or even a bird do? The first thing they do when they wake up, they do three things: they yawn. They stretch. You see that lion stretching way out. You see your cat really bending over backwards, and they're stretching in slow motion. And then they begin to preen themselves. They begin to give themselves a little bit of a self-massage. You could do the same by just very slowly stroking your fingers and your palms. And if you try that right now, if you immerse yourself in the physical sensation of self-touch, this actually is increasing the self-confidence circuits in your brain. The self-confidence circuits. How does yeah. that work? We don't know how that works. We simply know that when you do this and you're in a brain scan machine, we can see that the areas that boost self-esteem and give you a sense of confidence increase. So this turns out to be a really important exercise with people who have gone through trauma or abuse or sexual molestation where they've been touched inappropriately. Now you begin to touch yourself in a safe, pleasurable way, and it's stimulating confidence. You're learning how to relove your body simply by doing self-pleasurable techniques. This is one of our contributions to meditation. Self-touch is a form of meditation. If you do it slowly, with awareness, with pleasure, the same with the yawning. So we have all three of these strategies to use. And a busy manager can use this if you're about to sit down and do some stock trading and you need to be highly focused. The very first thing I want you to do is to yawn three or four times. <sighs> I want you to stretch your body very slowly. Make sure that you're very relaxed. And then I'm going to use, we oftentimes ask people to load a mindfulness bell or a mindfulness clock onto the computer, and you'll hear this sound. 
And as you hear this sound, I want you to focus as deeply as you can on that sound. And as the sound fades away, listen harder and harder and harder. And when you can no longer hear the bell, continue to listen. And you'll become aware of all of the other sounds in the room, the sounds of your own breathing, the sounds in your inner ear. And notice that you are in the present moment. There is no worry, fears, anxiety, depression, or stress or tiredness going on. Are you feeling any of that right now? No. No. Now stay in that state. I'm going to ring the bell again. Yawn and stretch the moment your mind begins to wander off into everyday consciousness. And pay attention to the first word that your intuition tells you is the best answer to the following question. What is your deepest, innermost value? What is your deepest, innermost value? First word that comes to mind. What comes to your mind? Kindness. Kindness. Take a moment and savor that word. And other people may have God, family, integrity. One person came up with grandmother. You find a word that gives you an incredible sense of well-being. And if you repeat that word to yourself a few times throughout the workday, 90% of our students report that their stress levels go down to zero and their work productivity soars. And if you do this single exercise of just repeating a value word, or sometimes we call it a power word, for example, let's say you're about to sit down and do some trading and you want to remain highly focused, you could simply use the word focus, 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 or concentrate, or success, success, success. And the rest of your brain will respond to whatever word you put into it. If you put in the word worry, 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 fear, 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 you can try that right now. Just focus on any worry or fear from your past, some awful event that happened, and you'll immediately feel yourself becoming more irritated, more tense, more anxious. And you can reverse it. So any time a worry or a fear comes up, yawn, stretch, stroke your hands and palms if you want. Put a mindfulness bell onto your computer and ask yourself, what is the deepest value that you want to bring into the present moment? And if you repeat that word, research out of Harvard University shows that after eight weeks, you will have turned on 1,200 stress-reducing genes. That's how powerful a single word can be. Here's a question just to pull ourselves out of that amazing exercise. Why does the brain mark tend to be negative? What is it? It's the nature of the brain to record all events that could be a possible threat to your life. So it's a, it's a basic mechanism. And your right prefrontal lobe, the area right above your right eye, is exquisitely designed to worry about everything. And what it will do 
all the day. It's constantly looking at all the possible things that could go wrong, but all it's doing is pulling up memories from the past. If you simply stay there, human brains are a little weird because whatever thought you have, the neurons in your frontal lobe, they send connections, they're called axons, all the way back to the deepest structures in your brain. And they respond to your thoughts the same way that it responds to vision or sound. So your brain simply assumes that your thought is something real happening in the outside world, and it's not. Other animals don't have that particular connection. They have imagination. They think like we do, but the rest of their brain doesn't respond to their fantasies. Human brains respond to your fantasies, positive or negative. So how do we change the negative programming? This is the easiest thing in the world. First of all, you could simply look at that negative voice that goes on all the time in your head. It's actually called inner speech. It begins around the age of one. And you can tell it to shut up. And many times it will shut up. However, this is the way in which the human brain functions. You cannot focus on a positive thought and a negative thought at the same time. So all you have to do is notice the negative thought while you remain deeply relaxed. That stops that from becoming a memory. And then choose a positive thought or a goal. Okay, let's say you want to lose some weight. I'm afraid I'm going to fail like I did in the past. There, you've pulled up a bunch of memories. Mm. So you notice those memories, you interrupt them, mm. and then you go, I want to lose weight. I know that if I lose a few extra pounds, if I eat a little healthier, I'm going to feel better. You keep focusing on the reward, the potential reward. Now you're using your left prefrontal cortex over your left eye. And the more you practice mindfulness, positive psychology, these types of cognitive retraining exercises that are all part of the 58 lessons in NeuroWisdom 101, literally within a few days and permanently within a few weeks, you learn how to keep your left optimistic brain more active and it suppresses the activity in your pessimistic brain and as you are doing this you're developing two other structures in your brain that are involved with self-awareness social awareness empathy and compassion so by doing these conscious exercises you end up creating a larger anterior cingulate more connections with your insula and you end up becoming more sensitive towards others and more self-loving towards yourself. Of course, that translates into self-confidence and then you're going to do better at whatever job you're doing. That's interesting that you say that sensitivity towards other people and yourself translates into self-confidence. I haven't heard that before. When you are able to accurately assess, in other words, when you enter a state of mindfulness, if you watch the person's face very closely and listen to their tone of voice, your brain will start to resonate to the activity in their brain. That's how you get to have a sense of what the other person is thinking and feeling. You only have to do that for five or 10 seconds. Then you come back inside of yourself. You focus on your positive goal. You focus on the best qualities of yourself. And even though that's kind of narcissistic sounding, that combination of going back and forth between checking in to the person that you're dealing with or talking to, and then coming back into your own self-pleasure. This is what 
is the best of both worlds. So, for example, here's another neuro wisdom exercise. Close your eyes for a moment. Yawn, stretch, stroke your hands, listen to the sound of the bell. Really deeply relax. Let everything go. Forget everything I just said. And pay close attention to the muscles around your mouth and your eyes. When you visualize and think about somebody you deeply love or an event that brought you great satisfaction, visualize that person, someone you love. Experience the best qualities of one of the best events in your life, the satisfaction you had, the pleasure, the win. And you'll feel a small half smile beginning to form across your face. That's a Mona Lisa smile. That can't be faked. And when somebody else sees that smile, their brain is designed to neurologically trust you. That's not the fake smile of a politician. Mark, there are so many more questions I want to ask, and we are running out of time. Can you give one final piece of advice that you'd like our listeners, our share traders, to take away with them? I think one of the most important things to remember is always stay, you know, focused on the prize, on the goal. The bigger the goal, the better. And the more that goal will benefit other people, the more happier you will be. But what do you do with that constant, nagging, worrisome voice going on in your um, right prefrontal cortex? I want you to remember one thing. Every time you feel a worry, fear, or doubt, I want you to know that 95% of the time, it is nothing more than a memory from the past being projected onto the future. It is not real. All you have to do is that the next time you're worrying about something, close your eyes for a moment, look around the room and ask yourself, is there really a threat happening to me now? Is that worry grounded in any form of reality? 90% of the time, you're going to say no, and that's enough to let go of that fear. The 10% of the time that it's a real problem, now just take out a piece of paper and write down three ways to solve that problem. And then that becomes your new goal. You remain optimistic, and that's the secret to building lifelong happiness and success. Mark, what an absolute pleasure it has been to speak with you. I wish we could interview you for a much longer time. We have to wrap it up there. Is there anything you'd like to offer our listeners? All you have to do is to go to neurowisdom.com, and you'll get a description on how these 58 very brief daily experiential exercises that combine mindfulness, positive psychology, and cognitive training. How it works, you can try out the program for several months. If for any reason you're not satisfied with it, you get a complete refund. And this is the program that we've been introducing to universities and corporations throughout the world. And it's part of the core curriculum now at Loyola Marymount University. And Mark, we can see why you're a world-leading expert on what you do. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week as charting legend Peter L. Brandt comes back onto the show again. I'm Caroline Stephen. On behalf of the team, thanks for your company. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. 
Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.